Can you get the character name down for that? If you're like, all right, it's time, it's time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Three, two. everyone and welcome to this the legion of myth weekly live stream episode number 148 coming at you on the 27th of january 2018 that's what it came at you when delivery actually happens when the missile impact hits it all depends upon you dear listener yes with your hosts alex garthon marsh and brett heathen dog grissomer <laughs> now all i can think about is fallout from our missile that's it's got, right. It's gotten weird in my head now. It's knowledge fallout coming at you. <laughs> if only I knew more about do... nerd topics. Boom. <laughs> oh, no. My DNA is forever altered. The mushroom cloud goes out. You know, there's secondary radiation from all the knowledge going on. You explain it to people. Like, no, the Godzilla anime. I'm serious. It just spreads. <laughs> knowledge is viral. It's true. And so we... is ignorance. That is right. And here to weaponize one of the two is we, the Legion of Myth. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> Find out soon. <laughs> uh, so, let's talk about our segments. Today, Heathen Dog has going on. Anime on the stream, Godzilla Part 1, Planet of the Monsters. That's bigger That's right. than an island. It is. It's a whole planet, and it's no joke. I'm interested in hearing your review of that. I, I, that's been on my list of things to watch. You know, you and Max have said that, and so is Elgarian. It's like I, Netflix keeps trying to get me to watch that. I, I keep trying to tell Netflix that I don't like anime, but Netflix seems to differ in that opinion. No, I love Even Godzilla though, and anime. So uh, yes, so yeah, this the, the then uh, I'll tell you if this one's good for you. All right. And in Garthon's comic poll, the three books to this week are Justice League of America number twenty-three, Avengers number six hundred seventy-seven, and the Doomsday Clock number three. Mm. Mm. All right. I wonder when that's going to start ramping up. Is I hope it's today. <laughs> it has. Well, it's been a slow burn. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's actually going to be an extended slow burn because they just announced that their the schedule is going to drop from monthly to every two months. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, stretch that out, buddy. Stretch it out. But we'll talk about that later. And on the RNG, the random number generator. He the dog and I are going to talk the most obscure RPG we've ever played. Yes. And for some reason, now, yet again, Heathen Dog slides are first. <laughs> That's because I'm the one who makes the slides. That's true. <laughs> but I'm actually glad that I went first because I don't think yours counts. I, I think yours is a pamphlet. It's a real but, game. But we'll, we'll, there we'll are multiple editions. That. We'll see it. There's we a GURPS that. version. <laughs> of course, there's the GURPS version of pretty much everything. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've come out with a D&D game, there's a, there's a GURPS version of it. If you've played any game, oh, I love that game. Oh, there's a GURPS version. Why? There's already this game. Nope, GURPS. Nope, GURPS. Is there a Why, GURPS? GURPS? Is there a GURPS version of GURPS? Well, yes, there is. It's called GURPS GURPS. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Inception GURPS. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, on that note, let's talk about our disclaimer. 
The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. Why are you pointing me? I'm all about love. That's all oh, I got. I, I'm not even on the screen, so no, gotta hold no, on one, no one can tell I threw you under the bus. There we go. Gotta hold hey. Yeah, you, the, the, the bus rolled around the stop just as you were pointing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> as always, you can like, subscribe, or comment upon this video or any of our videos, really. Uh, just go to twitch.tv slash legionmyth or check out our videos on YouTube. On Reddit, Go to Reddit. Talk about it. You can go to our Facebook group and talk to us there. Or you can tweet us at Twitter. You will get a response. I'm not guaranteeing you will like it, but it will happen. And do also through Discord, join our group, Facebook Messenger, or joining our community at steamcommunity.com slash group slash Legion of Myth. And as always, the audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Just if you got a podcast aggregator, type in the old Legion of Myth and we're probably there. And yep. if we're not, your podcast program kind of sucks. Yes, yes it's it's probably some Eastern European hack website. You probably it's good. You, and you have malware. You should check that out. <laughs> Uh, as long as you, if you want to support the Legion of Myth, you can do through, do so through Patreon. Patreon supporters get more uh, through Twitch, a stream, a subscription, through a Streamlabs donation, directly through PayPal, or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. And we'll talk more about that later. I know you're looking forward to it. But now, everyone, the thing you came for, other than me, is and heathen dog. Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, anime on the stream. This is the stream. Oh, this is it right now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today, well, usually I have two anime for you. But uh, because the Japanese companies don't understand American law, uh, I had to stretch this one out to properly explain this anime Instead of showing you a two-and-a-half-minute clip, I have to give you 15 minutes of, of, of slides and explanation. Well, you're only mad at TV Tokyo and Sony. They only make one or two animes. I don't know. Well, apparently they have their fingers in everything because they just, just wiggle in. Actually, they make, like, everything. So Yeah. So, let's see. What are we going to do? We're going to Godzilla, part one, Planet of Monsters. Godzilla! Yes, and they, they do... You know, in every movie, there's the Japanese people that are screaming, oh, Godzilla, and then running away. Gojira, actually. Yeah, Gojira, Gojira, <laughs> and then run away. Yeah. They, they have that here, too. That, you got it. It wouldn't be Godzilla, Godzilla without movie. it. Exactly. It would be a Godzilla without it. Okay, now, uh, this this one takes place. Now, it says the last summer of the 20th century. They, they, they got away from saying either 1999 or 2000, depending uh, on what. I always loved what, it when they put in, like, 20, in 19XX. It's, yeah, yeah they got the away from that. So last summer of the 20th century uh, is when is when all this started. But uh, you don't need to read that because I'm going to show it to you in just a minute. But first, let's get to the particulars. Now, I was uh, admonished today. Admonished? Uh, yes, admonished by uh, by Max Liao. Uh, well, he was a conduit from his wife's admonishment, who is Japanese, of my pronunciation. And... Uh, my, she gonna start my... giving you keys, pronunciation keys for all these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she tried to get me to practice it, and the more I did, the more the more she did. She laughed at you. Yeah. So I I decided that I am speak I am speaking these names properly, just with an American accent. I got no problem with that. All right. 
It always sounds okay, funny so, when someone tries to say like foreign names and they start putting on an accent. They're like that just sounds weird when they're like, yes. you know, they start trying to say something in a some like French term and say, oh no, that's the souffle, souffle bon. It's like, oh come on, come on, man, you're 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 from Wisconsin. Just, yeah, just it's, say it's, souffle. It's, come on, just say souffle, say flambe. It, we get it. You don't say flambe. It. It's like we yeah, get it. yeah. It's, so I'm not doing that. So this this is how it comes out of my mouth. My my uh, Midwestern American mouth. This this is how the pronunciation comes out. Kobun Shizuno, uh, Hiroyuki Sashida, and it's produced by Takashi Yoshizawa. The music is by Takayuki Hatori. Hatori. I was told that it's a hard T when there's two consonants together. Distributed by Toho in Japan and Netflix in the U.S. Uh, licensed by Netflix in the U.S. The production company was Polygon Pictures and Toho Animation. The release date in Japan was November 17, 2017, but here in the U.S., only in Netflix, obviously, it came out on January 7th, just, uh, what, 20 days ago? Yeah, uh, not too long. Yeah, 2018. Uh, with a running time of, of 88 minutes, and you can only watch it, of course, on Netflix. Now, let's get to how this all started. Well, You like, actually like, got uh, through that with the Don't You Know. Oh. I thought you were Midwest. You're supposed to say Don't You Know. Don't you know? <laughs> Alrighty then. Don't you know? All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. How else start? Well, a parade of monsters. Uh, and last summer of the 20th century, a, one day just a monster showed up, started you know wrecking the joint. As one does. As one does. And you can see the monster here. Uh, looks like a giant praying mantis. That looks like Manny the Mantis. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see it, like, next to the Empire State Building because this is in Manhattan. I, I I love all the Toho monster films. That is clearly there Manny the Mantis. Right. And where did it come from? Nobody Space. knows. Uh, in, the, in, in the voiceover, it was like mon- they came out of the ocean, they came out of the sky, they came out of the they came out of the ground, they came out of uh, they, they came out of like the woodwork. They came out of <laughs> all of know, a sudden they're just like, hey, it's monster season. Exactly, it's just it's just monster season, and the the U.S. side of well, we don't want no, none of your dang monsters on our Manhattan Island, so they bombed the crap out of it and killed it. And they're like, okay. Good deal. Mission accomplished. We're fine. And then another one came. Hit the next slide. <laughs> oh, and this one is a giant jellyfish creature. Can't you nuke that one too? <laughs> weird at all. This one was in, uh, was it London? Yeah, London. I guess this you can't one. nuke London. Yeah, I guess you couldn't nuke London. This one. Manhattan, so, sure. London. Ah. London, nah, I guess not. But uh, hey, you know what? The, the, the British pulled together. And they beat this one down too. Bickety bam, bickety bam. Allergic to crumpets. There you, apparently so. They just shot crumpets into it with a giant <laughs> crumpet cannon, and it died. Uh, we and love then, you. And then everyone went, "Well, the day is saved, right?" Yay! No. We killed the jellyfish. Excellent. Fish oh no, no. Seriously, it's, that's like a dragon thing. It's like a monster factory now. I mean, this this one's in Sydney. You can see the opera house on the left. Or what's left of it. Yeah, it looks actually pretty unscathed at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, this one hadn't gotten there yet. That's the fi- that's the bridge that I spilled the fireworks on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. Now, these monsters kept coming and coming and coming and coming and not stopping. And it, I, they didn't explain it. I can't explain it to you because they didn't explain it. That's in, just, uh, they don't know. They're like, oh, hell. They're, like, they're just coming out of everywhere. They're just coming out of everywhere. It's 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 like it's like the whole world had a whole bunch of monsters in its pocket, and now it's just kind of throwing them out. 
there kind of gets a point where it's like you don't care how something happened, just fix it. Yeah, just yeah, just try and fix it. But if you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know how to fix the problem. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to go back to my first slide that, that showed the first monster. Well, now, the, the first step is to put the you know, if your house is on fire, is to put the fire out. The second step is to figure out what caused the fire. Right, right, yeah. Go go up to the first one, and uh, for anyone who's in chat or anyone watching this on YouTube, uh, apparently. All of these monsters have appeared in some uh, Godzilla iteration yes, they have. over the years. All yes, right. So have. I am not a huge Godzilla fan. I don't know all but the last one. So the giant mantis creature, throw it in chat, throw it in the comments. I already told uh, you, it's Manny the Mantis. Uh, okay, but I didn't believe you because. I'm not joking. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, then not that one. But the, the go to the next one. The giant jellyfish, the flying jellyfish. I got nothing. I don't remember that one. I got nothing. But but I, I'm told any iteration, which which also means manga, which also means uh, straight up uh, books. You know, you know it, it. If you can if you can tell me where this guy's from, please hit me up. And this last one, well, you know it's they've had a he's been in a couple of Godzilla movies, but I'm you know so throw throw him up in the in the chat or or throw him in the. In the, in the in the comments below, tell me which movie he first appeared in. And what, what's the dragon from? I don't know which movie he was first. I don't know which one he first appeared. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big Godzilla. Fan. No, old, who old were you saying his name was? Uh, I believe this this one's Rodan. With the nah, with the triangle. I type don't thing. think that looks like the road. It could be Rodan. I wouldn't yeah. draw Rodan that way, but it could be. Yeah, I mean, well, it's far away. He yeah. looks like he's got a triangle. A triangle thing. It, it right could here. be Rodan. I'm not gonna say yeah. it's not. I'm pretty sure that's it. But hey, you know what? If if someone no no, that's obviously not it. It's similar. It's like Rodan's cousin, Rodana, or whatever. Fine. Th throw it up in throw it up in the comments. Do it for you. Now all these monsters kept showing up until finally comes the big man. Alright. Godzilla. Yes. Now, uh, if you don't, if you don't get the honey badger, don't give a dot 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 reference, which you may not, because it's a it's a it's a YouTube video that's seven years old. I'm gonna put it up in chat, just just cause. because. Oh, he's it, nasty. It's, it's a funny video. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> okay. Now, the, when they when they first saw Godzilla, uh, a monster was attacking a city. Godzilla came up out of the water, and killed the monster. And all the people were like, oh, wait, are we in one of those Godzilla movies where Godzilla's the good guy? Oh, man, we lucked out because we got a giant monster problem. That's always good. Yeah, until Godzilla finished off the city and then started walking around. <laughs> well, like killing my city. <laughs> yeah, killing all the folk, like monsters and people and butterflies and whatever. He just didn't like anything. He just what could be all. worse than this monster attacking our city? Oh, now we know. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for the answer. Godzilla attacking all the cities. <laughs> all right. Now, the, this this newly dubbed Godzilla, which is, you know, king of monsters, uh, was in, uh, unlike the other monsters that could be taken down by missiles and guns and bombs and stuff. All this stuff just pinged off of Godzilla like it wasn't even there. Like and he just he just used his uh, little atomic fire breath and kill everybody and then move on, and he just kept doing that over and over again. Well, he he uh, he started in uh, in um, Eastern Asia, walked his way across Asia, walked through Europe, uh, destroying everything in his wake. That's a lot of and walking. And 
you saw him walking, but he's got time. And then, <laughs> and then he went into the water, came out on the East coast of the U S and, and let's go to the next slide. The U S was like, Oh, Oh, you, you trying to do this now. All right. Well, we're going to step this thing up. You know, we have a whole bunch of missiles with nukes on them. And uh, it's better to make half of our country uninhabitable than you destroying our entire country as you walk across it, killing everything. And if we nuke Tennessee, no one will care. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's Tennessee. That's Kentucky. That's northern Georgia. No, that's a little, 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 little bit of Georgia. A little bit of northern Georgia. A little bit of Alabama, maybe. It's a, maybe the top Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of top, of, but uh, and Southern Illinois, Alabama. And, I think yeah, Alabama. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. That's all jacked up. That's all done. Uh, it was a total of 150 nukes, that and they thought do the would do, that would do the trick. Didn't even phase them. You just like, is it raining? It's like, God, man, I gotta climb up this. Come on. Oh man, you're just <laughs> making just, holes. That's just rude. And now th- this explains why in the, in the entire movie. Uh, l- later on, there there's a there there's all the surviving all the presumed surviving humans. There's not one American in them. Hmm, wonder why? <laughs> I guess we know why. <laughs> because uh, with 150 nukes striking the breadbasket of of your of your country, um, you probably that's didn't what, make. That's it. what it seems, it seems like. The cure was worse than the disease. I guess mean, yeah. not going to do that. At least not yeah. all at once. But uh, if if they actually did kill Godzilla with that, I'm sure the other countries are like, hey, thanks for killing Godzilla for us now. And, and yourself. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll we'll drop you some non-irradiated food. Because uh, uh, prevailing winds would kill pretty much the entire East Coast of the U.S. Yeah. with fallout. Yeah, it pretty much would. Yeah, that's pretty much over. So, yeah, the U.S. was done. The U.S. was done. They, they, we, hey, you know what? We took a shot. We struck out. We caseed at the bat this one. You gotta right. wonder who uh, who authorized that. I'm guessing no one who lived in Alabama, <laughs> no one who <laughs> no lived in any of those states, or Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> authorized the strike. They exactly. missed that meeting. <laughs> they weren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next? Now the, the Godzilla's still walking around killing folk all day. Well, aliens come around. Are they here to rescue us? Well, the first uh, aliens that, that come by are called the the Exif. And uh, they say, hey, you know, uh, our planet was destroyed by by natural catastrophe as well. And uh, we've seen stuff like this before on other planets, too. And you're boned. So oh, they're uh, nice. Yeah, you should uh, you should leave your planet because your planet is now actively trying to kill you. So uh, you should you should go. And humans were like, what? This is but, our planet. But this you is just... where I keep my stuff. Exactly. This is where all my stuff is. All my air, all my water, all my, you know, porn. This is where I keep it. <laughs> you don't have enough room in your ship for that. Exactly. And so they're like, no, pass. We're going to try and figure out how to kill Godzilla. Well, then more aliens show up. That was nice like, of Oh, the, this, uh, the, these ones are the Bulusaldo. I butchered that, but it's an alien name, so I don't feel bad about that crap at all. Now, they're like, you know what? The XF are chumps. Yeah. Just chumps. You know what? We got an idea. <laughs> We're going to build you a giant robot called Mecha Godzilla. How can that go wrong? It's going to fight Godzilla. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to win. Yeah. And all we want to do is settle on your planet because unlike these XF toads, we didn't run 
when 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 our planet started fighting us, our planet was actually ripped apart by tidal forces from a black hole crossing our solar system. Yeah. We really couldn't fight against that. But yeah, Godzilla, we can we fight. We could take a Godzilla. We could take a Godzilla. We mastered interstellar travel. We can take a, a giant we lizard. We can take a lizard. Yeah. So on. you know what? Let's run clip number one to see how that went. Uh, I'm sure this is where the movie ends. Exactly. This is the end of the thing, end of the whole thing right here. I'm watching. Oh, yeah, they seem pretty excited by the plan. That is a pretty cool robot thing. It's got a whole lot of right angles. It's like a stealth robot. Well, you ought to deflect Godzilla's radar. Yeah. Or sonar, whatever it has. Uh oh, uh oh. Oh, yep, they're in trouble now. Wait, did Mecha Godzilla just go nuts? No, it didn't even act. It didn't work. If they tried to turn it on, it didn't turn on. <laughs> Well, those aliens don't know what they're doing then, do they? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's see how that turned out. Oh, oh what a great waste out. of resources, thanks. Yeah, it turned out like that. Thanks a lot. You know who could have built that? The Americans, just saying. Yeah, if we didn't nuke ourselves. Yeah, if they weren't all dead and they yeah. weren't, like, busy – if they if they were busy creating Charlton Heston films. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you blew it up! Damn you. Ape, no kill ape. That's what they're dealing with right now. They're a little busy. Right now, right now. <laughs> They, they they got they got like a Charlton Heston clone. Yeah. Just they, they they made him just to make it proper. <laughs> they're really hoping for a monolith to fall down so they can throw a bone in the air. That's the point exactly. they're at. Pretty much it. Now after all this, they decided, you know what? That's the ball game. That's it. Time to go. Uh, both alien races got got together, built a ship, the escape the giant murder machine ship. Oh, that's a good plan. Yeah, and they loaded up the people they could. And they da, 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 got out of Dodge. I'm guessing they now, couldn't get everyone on the boat. They couldn't get everyone on the boat. They loaded up as many people as they could. And they decided to go to a planet that both the Exif and the Bilisario, or whatever they're called, uh, said might might be able to support life. That's like Tau Ceti Epsilon something. But at least it's, as far as they know, there's no Godzilla there. Yeah, as far as they know, there's Godzilla there, so that's probably good. It's 11.9 light years away, that's and so uh, the, the Exif and and the the other guys they have they have a kind of hyperdrive technology. I'll I'll get into that in a minute, but uh, um, when they finally do get there, it takes them 22 years to get. That's it's, actually it's, pretty good, actually. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. It takes them twenty years to speed. Planet. That's really good. Yeah, it's 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 a whole bunch of little jumps. They they're taking little jumps at a time because, uh, for for safety's sake, and they and they have the resources to take the time, all right, to to be safe, get everyone there alive. Yeah, there's no Godzilla floating through space coming at you. Exactly. So they can take their time. They can do it right. So, uh, they finally get there, and uh, they realize that wow, Godzilla's looking pretty good because this place is a crap hole. <laughs> I mean, think of Mars. It looks so much better in the brochure. Yeah, yeah it really did. The, 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 the brochure really talked this place up. It is a crap hole. You think Mars is uninhabitable? This well, this place is worse. Well, right? they thought now, Earth it, was inhabitable until Godzilla came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Godzilla's looking pretty good. Now, let, let's, let's move to uh, the main character. Haruo Sakaki. Haruo Sakaki. Uh, when he was uh, when he was a kid, I think uh, five or six, uh, humanity ran away from Earth. All right, he saw his parents die. That's kind of rough. Yeah, and that's clip number two. Are let's we let's doing go that? Ahead. Yeah, we're, let's, we're, we're let's gonna, watch we're someone's, go ahead someone's parents die. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's let's watch his 
his his future die. Let's do that. Hey, what's that? Oh hell! He's about to become the anti-Godzilla Batman. Yep, his parents are on those butt. Uh oh, uh, uh, no, no, not anymore. <laughs> now, if you if I could run Ooh, sound, that's so yeah. sad. Yeah, if if I could run sound, you'd be hear like, oh, guys, you know, you'd be hearing all that, but you don't. Oh my gosh, they're all dead. They're was, all so that, dead. That was one Godzilla burp, and it took out like a whole like half the airport. <laughs> I'm not like okay, I'm laughing. It's it's yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not sad. It's sad for him, but yeah, it is. Now now he, he's just uh, a monk training away from being Batman. Right, right. Now he's a he's a captain in the in the in the expeditionary force military or whatever they call it and uh once you saw the data for the relocation planet when they finally got there and they did the survey he tried to stop the shuttle from like he loaded the shuttle with explosives strapped the explosives to himself and was like no you're not sending people to this giant crap hole you're just sending them down there to die the reason he did that is because they the the ruling council the guys in charge are only sending down the old and, and infirm. Oh gosh, so yeah, that's a that's a they're off. That to die. is a big d bag move, right? Yeah, that's I actually mean, a big warning sign. It really is. It really is. And so, so he's like, no, I'm not having any of this because his grandpa is one that was, you know, the the guy that was holding his hand at the airport 22 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's an old man now, so he was volunteered to to go. And 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 terraform and you know make make a why you why you said that, what's the excuse when people get there they're gonna want to hear a nice old story about what it was like before in the old times on this planet so I we need to send so. the old people first so um his his grandfather talked him down saying listen I'd rather die on that planet than die in space I'm I'm tired of living on that stupid ship I hate it it sucks I should have should have never left Earth he's like yeah I know we should have never left Earth we should not stop fighting. He's like, well, Godzilla was unkillable, but I would rather have died on Earth than, than live my, the rest of my life on that ship. So just let me go. So he gave himself up, and he was put in and he was put in, in jail. He was taken in custody, and he was imprisoned. But his his cell had a view. Let's look at clip number three. Could move to New Jersey. Godzilla's not going to go to New Jersey. No, no, he took out New Jersey. What about Rhode Island? All gone. What? Godzilla. He, I think Godzilla's classier than that. No. He, he's pretty ticked about this. No, he does have a nice view from his cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a really great view. Just wait for it. <laughs> Guess who's on the shuttle? Grandpa? Yeah. <gasps> Oops. <laughs> did they blow it up or did it just explode, like, during entry? See, see, th this is the thing. Uh, later on in the movie, he chooses to believe that it was a malfunction because uh, the, the security forces confirmed eight times that they took all the bomb, all all of his explosives off that shuttle, and they told him we took this many off. He's like, yes, I put that many off. Well, yeah, that does mean there's his explosives. I mean, that could be the government. Hey, that's not a bad plan. I guess. Exactly, exactly. He chooses not to believe that because because uh, if, if he were to believe that for a minute, he would just go murder, death, kill on the whole council for killing his grandpa. Just murder him. Straight up murdering him. I was surprised so, they didn't space him, honestly. Yeah. 
well yeah so he saw his parents die through through a window he saw his grandpa die through a window he decided that you know what he's staying away from windows that's a good number one plan plan a <laughs> stay away from windows plan b i got a lot of rage and and angst and time and time because now i'm in a jail i'm going to uh put all my rage toward godzilla Hey, and figure, figure out a plan to kill Godzilla because there's some things we have now that we don't. We have the alien supercomputers that That's we nice. didn't have before. And so so he, he spends his time, and he's been doing this for a while, but in, in his prison stay, he actually ste- steps up his game on this one, devising a plan to kill Godzilla because he figures if he can smuggle this out into the general populace, Seeing as how Tau Ceti Epsilon whatever is such a crap hole, and the very first settlers who tried to go down there blew up, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of volunteers for shuttle number two, right? That's pretty true, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he can probably force the council through pressure to go back to Earth and and try and fight Godzilla. So this takes us to our second main character. This is uh, Metfees. This that that swear to God I I, I listened I listened to that name eighteen times Metfees that's that's his name I mean every every time I see that I see Metastopheles or something like that but you know that that's that's just it he he's he's one of the he's one of the wussy aliens the EXIF that are like dude Godzilla's here you just gotta go you just gotta leave uh, he's a scientist he helped build the human escape ship that was to, nice uh, yeah to so the humans could get out uh and they once once they got to tau seti epsilon whatever they and and he did he did the math on this and yes this planet is a crap hole and the math says that uh the odds of finding a, a habitable planet like truly habitable planet in the next 20 years with their current technology is 0.1 percent that's not good no, that didn't sit well. So uh, he found he found Hauro's plan in the, in his private server, and said, "You know what? This might work." And he put it on the public server. Oh wow! Anonymously, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he or or Hauro wouldn't get Hauro wouldn't wouldn't get in trouble. And so the the, the people got a hold of it, and uh, he was actually smuggling in. Uh, crunch data from from the alien computers to his cell because he's a he, he's a he's an exif priest. They're, they're all priests. They're all scientists and priests because they they have they have great 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 devotion into their god and tried to uh, uh, have have humanity convert to their religion and it didn't work because you know well you you got some people the people who are susceptible to cults. Well, yeah, like, you know, like Scientology. I mean, they're great and spacey gods didn't save them from Godzilla. Exactly, and you didn't save us from Godzilla either. So, how good is your God, right? I mean, come on. But uh, he 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 was smuggling uh, Haruo uh, data so he could update his plans on defeating Godzilla, and then he would he would smuggle out the updates on, onto the onto the public servers. So this plus what a crap hole that that Tau Ceti Epsilon was, uh, the council decides to turn back. A oh, good plan. And do just one continuous jump, 11.9 light years in one go, to get back as soon as possible. Because they are running out of water and food and all that stuff. Can only recycle uh, it so much. Yeah, they can only recycle it so much. They they, they pretty pretty much put all their eggs in this Tau Ceti nonsense. 
and that all those eggs broke. So they didn't have enough to take the safe way back. They had to do one big jump. Now, uh, the the way their space travel works, they didn't they don't exactly go out and explain it. Uh, but from what I gathered from watching it, the 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 section a couple of times was uh, they create a wormhole from where they are to where they want to go, enter the wormhole. The travel seems instantaneous to them, but time moves as if they were taking the to taking the journey at normal speeds at at relativistic speeds so like 100 years or something oh no thousands Since, yes yep. uh yes yes uh when when they get back to earth it was for them 22 year had passed since they had left 10,000 years had passed ooh yowch in real time in the solar system since they left all right so the entire landscape has changed the whole thing's changed now everything i've just told you about this movie is encompassed in the first 18 minutes dang that's impressive this is eight this is 88 minutes long so if you're saying i'm spoiling stuff <laughs> i'm spoiling 18 minutes of a whole movie i think you can let it go now when they get when they get back to earth there there's the bad guy the main antagonist and guess somehow what? he's still there well godzilla don't die well no okay godzilla don't die that's how it is so let's let's break down why Godzilla was such a threat that humanity ran away from their planet. All right, he has some kind of electromagnetic force field around him. All right, uh, from 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 how Hauro explained it, uh, each one of his cells is like a little a little uh, coil, like a, 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 a an EM generator. So add it all together from all the cells in his body, he can create a substantial force field around his body that blocks energy, uh, kinetic attacks, pretty much anything. All right. That's why those nukes did nothing. All right. And when, when you, uh, he has to activate that shield consciously, but his skin is so hard that even the most powerful conventional weapons are needed to even scratch him. But even then he super regenerates. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so it didn't really matter. He he never ate anything. They never saw him eat anything. They never saw him sleep. He just walked and killed folk. That's all he did. Walked and killed folk. He doesn't like you. Because he... Because you're part of the folk he kills. Cause, yeah, because you're part of these folk, right? And uh, he gives off radiation in his wake. He, he, is, he is an unshielded reactor. All right, so even if you survived his initial onslaught, you died of radiation poisoning days Aww. afterward. All right, so just following him, you're going to die. Like, oh, no, we'll just stay behind Godzilla so he can't shoot us with his atomic breath. Oh, yeah, he has atomic laser breath, too, yeah, of course, because all yeah. Godzillas have atomic laser well, you got breath. It. Yeah, and uh, this, this, this is conjecture on my part, but I'm fairly certain he hates bunnies. Probably. They're too cute. Fairly, yes, I'm fairly Not certain Not atomic. He hates not non-atomic and uh too too cute now uh there is one iconic thing about godzilla godzilla has changed throughout the many decades and many iterations that 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 he's been on on the on the silver screen or on the tv screen and that is his roar now i think they got this one just right but 
I I want to make sure that anyone wearing a headset uh, lift them up a little bit. Wait, I'm wearing because a headset. Just like rock and roll, Godzilla <clears throat> was meant to be played loud. <laughs> Are you about to play it? Go ahead. All right, here we go. Angry Godzilla. That's good stuff right there. And thus it is yes. said. Yes, there it is. Boom. Love it. Love it. That that was that was really the that was really the awesomest part for me right there hearing that roar. I was like, oh yeah, they got they got that right. That was freaking awesome. All right, so let's see what I thought about this. Three and a half stars. No, that's right? not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Now it, it it could have been more, but this is my the and the reason I took off a star and a half because of my personal preferences. But first, we're gonna talk about what's good. The look. This is the best look Godzilla has had in years, literally years. I mean, we had the Matthew Broderick nonsense. We had uh, the that, that was Gino. That doesn't count. That, and then, the, then then we had the the uh, Breaking Bad foolishness of Godzilla that came out in what 2014. I don't think I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, the, I remember that one. That was one where you you barely saw him. Yep. Yep, they they they, they freaking Cloverfielded it. Whatever. Yeah, that was yeah. lame. It was crap. Yeah, this is the best look Godzilla's had in years, and I like it. I like it a lot. That one never the got a sequel. It's supposed to get a sequel. Oh well, it didn't get a sequel because it sucked. Yeah, uh, the action sequences are good. All the action is sharp. Up. It's quick. It's crisp. There, there's no blurring. There's no walleye effect. Uh, and when when there's action going on, you are riveted. It is it is well riveting. Get right to it. Uh, the story flows really well. Uh, I, I I spoke to to some people who who watched it, and like the worst part is when the people are talking to each other. It's all like, you know, what was me? What was me? And I'm like, well, come on, man, you were you were forced off of your planet. There's going to be a little bit of of Garthon's patented navel gazing on this one. That's right. All right, you're literally beat down so bad you had to move planets. So yeah, you're going to feel sorry for yourself and. And if you didn't tell that in the story, you weren't telling the right story, right? Yeah, humanity lost its pride. You know, they're all just kind of like, oh, shucks, we suck. Because you do. You suck. You, you gave up on your planet. So the story, it flows well. N nothing is wasted. Uh, there, there's, there's nothing too drawn out. Uh, the, the plot is solid. I didn't want to fast forward any of it. Nothing, That's good. Nothing, Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was written well. Uh, the voice acting was good. So, yeah, great, great story. Loved it. Now, what I didn't like about it, a little too Pacific Rim for me. You know, you're going to make a Godzilla movie, make a Godzilla movie. You're, 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 you're going to make Pacific Rim where monsters just keep coming out of nowhere. Do that. They tried to put them both together. Eh. And I don't think that was necessary. Half star. Now, Unlike Pacific Rim, they didn't tell us where all these monsters were coming from. This mysterious monster factory at the center of the earth that just kept pooping out monsters. They never explained why. Why the monsters kept coming. Where they kept coming from. Who was laying all these monster eggs? Well, probably bigger monsters. I don't know. The mommy well, daddy where were monsters. The, where, were, where were the mommy and daddy monsters? They never <clears throat> explained this to us. Half star. Now, 
the uh, the anime style is the same as Ajin and Blame. This is this is Netflix's go to move where they go into hyper realism. To me, it's more uncanny valley kind of creepiness. But I understand some people like it, and so Netflix keeps doing it. It's not my thing. All right. Now, to be fair, if you if you if you go to Netflix right now, they have a new anime coming in the next couple of months that is proper anime style that I like. Not not this hyper realism type stuff. Except that I'm probably not I'm probably not gonna give that a good review because I think it's bonkers cray 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 crazy. All right, but this one, uh for the look of Godzilla, how Godzilla acts, how Godzilla don't give a and uh, and the story itself and all the good action, three and a half stars, easy. So ah. if you love if you like Godzilla, you're gonna like this movie. If you don't like Godzilla, but you like action and 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 you like a good story, you're probably gonna like this movie. If you don't like either of those things, then, dude, what are you what are you doing watching movies? Maybe I mean, you'll learn on. to like Godzilla. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll learn to like Godzilla. There you and go. Maybe you yes. learn about the origins in part two or something. Ah, part two, uh, which which is coming later this year. Uh, they haven't decided on a name for it, which is why I didn't make a slide for it. They got like three different test names they're like throwing out there to see whatever bites but it has to i have no i have no information on this but it has to involve mecha godzilla because in part one mecha godzilla they tried to activate him but he didn't turn on and then they ran they didn't show godzilla destroying it they just showed it not turning on could just be hanging out for ten thousand years well they, they, they built it in a giant underground bunker no i mean it could be just hanging out you know? yeah and it, it was made with alien technology, with alien metal, so maybe, maybe it's completely fine. And they just, oh, we forgot to plug in tab A to slot B. <laughs> oh, wait. The breaker and was tripped. Someone tripped the breaker. Someone tripped the breaker. Just flip it. Just flip it around <laughs> like this. It it'll be fine. Put a quarter yeah, across so, the contacts. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. So so Mecha Godzilla is going to make an appearance in part two. I'll bet money on it. I got no proof, but I'll bet money on it. Fair enough. There you go. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. As always, if you want Heathen Dogma, you can check it out. His videos on the YouTubes. Uh, he's currently streaming This War of Mine during the week. How's that going? Is Anton that gone? Is Anton, Anton did not show up. I Woo! didn't have to restart. Uh, I got uh, I got Roman and I got uh, Katya, which is good, which is good because Roman kills folk and don't care. Good. And Katya is the most compassionate of all the survivors, and she actually bolsters morale for everyone. Oh, that's good. So, unlike, yay, team. Un unlike Anton, who's the bane of all existence. Unlike Anton, who is the, the albatross of the whole game. If, if he shows up at your door, just shoot him in the face. I mean, take, take the morale hit. It's better than all dying. <laughs> uh, and also, you could check out his anime reviews on YouTube. Make sure to look those up. And also check out his streams, uh, The Swore of Mine, and of Star Trek Online on Thursday nights with that Garthon guy. So, yeah. Thank you very much. You are welcome. And today, my alcohol for choice of today oh, is no. oh, a no. beer. It is Big Bad Baptist Imperial Stout. As you can see, they got a got a guy here, and he's got a little... Uh, Got a little uh, cross cane or cross staff thing going on there. So 
that I guess, I guess that makes him a Baptist. I don't know. Is but, he dunking uh, someone in water? He he's he's drinking out of a German Stein. For some reason, I don't know, but it's a stout with cacao nibs and coffee, and aged in whiskey barrels. How does that make it? I don't know how well, it makes it, it would good. Be a stout. I can see. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't know how it makes it good. Uh, for me, coffee makes it bad, but we're gonna see the color. Oh, it's dark. Oh yeah. Stout. They were not joking. Check that out. There it is. Oh yeah. Okay. I can I can smell I can smell the cocoa in it. I can smell the the cacao nibs. This should be interesting. Oh wow, it is bitter. Very bitter. Uh I can taste the coffee. Can't taste any chocolate. I can smell the chocolate but taste the coffee. So yeah, this isn't great for me. <laughs> Cuz you don't like coffee. Mm. No, but I got to drink it. I do like the fact that it is uh, 11.9% alcohol. That's impressive. Yes, That's it is, especially impressive. for a beer. So as this stream continues, I will get more and more insane. Lovely, lovely. Speaking of insanity, let's move on. Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Garthon gets comics. Garthon reads comics. Garthon tells you about the comics he read. And the first comic, Justice League of America, issue number 23, uh, written by Steve Orlando, pencils by Neil Edwards, inks by Jenna Enrique and Andy Owens, colors by Hi-Fi, and cover by Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson. So uh, the art of the cover is not reflective of the art within the book at all. Well, but... no, I have a problem with this cover. Which is? Uh, my main problem with this cover is there is no way that Lobo does not have any chest hair. No way. It was None. burned off of him. He's still regenerating. Stop it. Stop but no, it. he should have chest hair. You're right. Oh, definitely. Lobo is the man. He should have chest hair. Look, look at that beard. He's the he, main he, man. Lobo's know, the main he's, man. He's had that beard since he was like five. He's, he's got to yes. have body hair. <laughs> if you ever look at any like Lobo flashbacks when he's a kid, he always has the goatee, even when he's like five. Yep. But the uh, Justice League has been weird recently. Uh, oh. If you recall way back, we were talking just League of America. The, they had a story arc where these people were – they'd have a dream, and in the dream they'd, you know, the, the, they'd have a voice telling them to make a wish where they wished for would come true. And they would do it, and it would come true. And uh, Batman and the Justice League are like, that's not good. Various members are like, ah, you know, hey, wishes are, you know, it's not really. And I was like, no, this is bad. Anytime someone comes on and says free candy, once you get in the van, there's a problem. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So th that was not his analogy. Um, but he's talking about the, 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 it's the same thing as the free wish fairy. Right. It's like, there's going to be a price. There's going to be, and there's these always, are. There's always going to be the, the get in my van equivalent of right. a problem. Right. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. Um, there were some back and forth about that uh they ended up this guy ended up showing up uh who was trying to kill people who made the wishes like you hate me kill these people who made this was like i have to because that'll stop the wishes and uh, this problem will go away so i'm trying to save your stupid plan get out of my way they're like you can't go around killing folk we're against that and he's like i'm killing folk and so they stopped him sure and then that sort of like kind of went away 
every once in a while you see a little piece of it brought back, you know. And then, recently, Killer Frost was going through a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's been she's she's been through the ringer. Or, a bit. Sorry, Frost. And it was revealed that during the last major fight, where the league was getting their butts handed to them, um, she had to like draw out the life of one of the guys and turn him into dust. Why? Yeah. Well, because he was kill- He was going to kill them all, and she's like, you know what? I can stop that. And she did. And she did it when no one was watching. Oh, so it didn't happen. Shh, shh, quiet. Right. Except, you know, one person knew it happened. Um, but a lot of and all this stuff started getting brought out about what she had done. And so she was all freaked out. And then, at night, the wish bringer came to her said oh look at those terrible things you know oh you know what i can grant your wish that these will be great she's like i don't know if that's a great idea and then she was given this vision of like these uh of this ancient queen and her sister and it's like a very fairy tale world and environment and like the uh eventually the people revolted against the queen and then her sister with the ice powers went mad with grief and ended up killing everyone and she blah 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 blah. And it's like, you know, that's gonna happen to you, but we could stop it. I can help make that stop and we can make everyone happy. And so Killer Frost said, Okay, I agree to your wish agree. Next morning she wakes up and she has no powers. And she's like, Oh good, yay and everyone's like, Oh, this is a really bad idea. Why? Because they're like, where, how did you get cured? Oh, yeah, I made a wish. And they went, that was a really stupid idea. It's like, no, 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 this is great. This is great. And everyone's like talking to her like, okay, you didn't really have that big a problem. We were working through issues. We know what you had a little relapse there, but you did it to save the people you care about. And he was going to kill all of us. So it's understandable. Still, she hadn't killed him. But, you know. And so there's a lot of back and forth about that. So then she's all like, well, I'll broken up about that. Like, maybe she should make the right decision. And then, while she's freaking out about that, the fairy tale queen from her vision um, literally erupts from her head through a portal. Not like a uh, big, messy explosion and she dies. Oh, good, then. good. Okay, okay, good, good. Like, like chest burster, only head yeah. burster. Yeah, more like metaphysically, like oh, a no. portal opens in her head. And she's all like, ah, your queen has arrived. I'm back. And they're like, oh, this is bad. So like I said, it got it got weird because all of a sudden you have this fairy tale queen showing up, not quite not what? Queen of Hearts. She's not like oh, for your head, no, right. but she but, is very like old world Grimm's fairy tale fairy queen showing up. Okay. She's what's her deal? Um, basically she can alter reality and she feeds off of fear. Oh, that's great. And actually, that reminds me of a Voyager episode. Yeah, a bit away. But the, uh... It's these guys for us. DC to have so many reboots every few years and just sweep everything under the rug. Uh, yeah. Justice League's been weird. And this is a very weird story. So I don't disagree with you there, Gora 187. So, the, uh... So in this issue... Well, last issue, she unleashed, like, her fairy tale forces, like, these big, they call them, like, bunions, these big lumberjack-looking guys who basically oh, are kind of, they're not, they're constructs, they're not really alive. 
So you beat them down, they just keep getting back up. Uh, that's why the Aerial take down Lobo, because they keep, they're as strong as him, and they keep getting back up. And even he has his limits. Sure. Um, Vixen was uh, rallying the people to fight, and she got disintegrated. And at that point, you know, Frost says to herself, "Oh, I, uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> this wasn't, this wasn't what was supposed to happen. I, I was told you'd be back, and I, would, I wouldn't have to worry about my powers. And, and, and if you came back as queen, you'd help everyone. And he's like, I will help everyone once I control the world. See, everyone will be happy then. But to control the world, I have to instill fear first. What? Yep." Uh, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna yell at uh, Goro one eighty seven for his whole you know trash pile of artistic writing that this humdrum book Justice League of America number twenty three was, but now hearing you explain that part of the plot, I'm like, mm, he's not as far off from the mark as he could be. Well, it's an interesting book. I want to talk because it's interesting. It's definitely dealing with some weirder concepts. Because um, this issue. There's, it's the start of the, okay, this is bad. We're going to have to start fighting back again. Uh, uh, Vixen manages to regenerate herself uh, because before she died, she started mimicking uh, basically some, oh, what do you call those things? Some protoplasm, some protoworm, some simple celled organism that can regenerate from anything. There's just a couple cells left that can fully regenerate. So, smart idea, so she's she's back, which shows just how tough and insanely tough she actually is. And she starts rallying the people of the town, like, look, all you people made wishes, you made this happen. So, what we need to do is you people need to, like, not want these wishes anymore, and you need to stop being afraid, and we all need to work together. And she's on to something there. And she's really good at giving the old speeches. Also, as the rest of Jessica was carted away... Uh, Frost finally grows a backbone and says, no, this stops now. This has gone too far. This is not what I anticipated. This is not what she told me was going to happen. What the heck is she going to do about it? She, she has no powers, powers, right? So she can't do crap. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole problem. And the queen says, you know what? You remind me exactly of my sister. And I, this, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I, mis- I underestimated you. But uh, this is still happening. But fortunately, at that that point, uh, the Ray, who had been, like, off sulking for the last five issues, finally decides, hey, maybe I should answer my phone and look at the news broadcast of what's happening with the Justice League. Oh, hell, they need my help, like they've been asking for the last five issues. So he light speeds over there. At the same time that happens, the – what else is going on? Uh, Vixen attacks – the ray jumps in, busts their shackles. They start going full animal. They start tearing the, the bunions everyone apart. Killer Frost says, no, it's not going to happen. And the queen says, you know what? Too late at this point. I've opened up my portal. And uh, all the power is going to come through it. And it'll be off. And everything will be great. But to get through the portal, to gain the powers from the fairy realms, or from fantasy, how, how do they put it exactly? He's like, Sarita, you seek the holy splendor of imagination? Then I tell you, first go through the fire of Promethea! And basically, like, a female Prometheus is there. Like, okay. Wonder Woman style to fight sure. against her. Sure. Okay. So, 
And she wanted to apply for welfare because DC ran out of money. DC has lots of money. The movies yeah. suck. The comics in general are good. Um, but listen, this oh, I mean, one got weird. Yeah, this one went off the rails a bit. Well, that's why I find it so interesting. In an age where most books are actually an ABC formula, even the good ones, they really took a lot of big risks with this book. Do they all pay off? Not really. But I really appreciate them going to these odd extremes. Um, like dealing with the whole power of imagination and all that other stuff. That's just weird stuff. Uh, you got a fairy tale queen named uh, Sarita coming. It's a lot of really weird things going on. Next issue, the fantasy world equivalent of Batman. Santa Claus. Oh, don't talk about fantasy equivalents of Batman. That's what Batman Metal is all about, and I had to give up on that series. I, I Oh, my gosh. Some people love that series. I don't know. So I found this book really interesting. The art was really solid. The character writing was good. The overall plot is bonkers. Yeah. Um, and I have a respect for that. Well, they, they swung for the fences. They're definitely doing something there. I'm not saying it's the greatest book I ever read. I'm not going to yeah. say that by a long shot. But I'm willing to give it three and a half stars. Wow. The art right. was really solid. The character writing was solid. Like I said, sometimes it goes off a little bit, but it really has a strong idea. It's not the best book, but it's interesting. All right. I all like right. it. I like all it. I don't right. love it. I like it a lot, though. All right. I have to take a minute to use the little heathen dog's room. See, it runs right through you. It, it's it really this uh, this coffee beer is doing both the things that coffee and beer do only times two. All right, we'll run quickly. And speaking of running quickly, we're going to talk about Avengers number six hundred seventy-seven, No Surrender, Part Three, written by Mark Wade, Al Ewing, and Jim Zub. Artist is Pepe Larraz. Colors by David Curiel, and cover by Mark Brooks. Is Wolverine capable of shaving his chest hair? Yes, it just grows back. And we'll talk about some Wolverine stuff at the end. Because it gets weird. Uh, well, not weird. Just all right. So, in the Avengers, most of your toughy, your heavy hitters, uh, your prime Avengers have been frozen. You got these crazy groups showing up: the Lethal Legion and the Thanos's Black Order, who apparently are going to war on Earth. Uh, my guess, last issue was that it had to do with the Game Master. And this issue is confirmed. It is the Game Master setting this up. Um, who his opponent is, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think it's Thanos, but it's some cosmic-level guy. Um, and you actually get the idea the Game Master actually kind of frightened of this dude, and the reason he set up the battle on Earth is because he was counting on the Avengers helping him. It's shaved it just his back. Uh, you shave your face if you're a male of adult age, and then it grows back every day. So there. The uh, so and the, it didn't, the last issue ended with the Black Order blowing up the Avengers Mansion and apparently killing all the Avengers. Uh, this issue begins with them with you see Quicksilver. It's kind of like a little flashback where he, before anyone else, notices that something wrong is about to happen because he could sense it faster. He can't do anything about it, but he senses it faster. Then, um. You see the big boom. New mystery Avenger, who they're trying to say was the original Avenger, which I'm thinking is some weird Kobic issue. Uh, Voyager has teleported them all to a bunker under the Avengers, Avengers Mansion, 
which actually they actually noted it first appeared in Avengers number three back in 67 or something. So that is going back in the vault for some crazy stuff. Um, Got to appreciate that. Something hasn't been mentioned in decades. And then the, they start going, okay, let's uh, let's analyze what's going on. So they go out, they analyze what's going on, they get all the different people involved. It, they show a lot of sub-Avenger characters helping out. Then the attacks begin at two points on the Earth. One, basically skips a bunch of stuff. The Lethal Legion attacks one place, the Black Order attacks another place. Um, meanwhile, you get the you sh- shows the Game Master and his mystery p- people. You know, kind of like, okay, this is the game world. I don't. He's like, oh, Game Master, I don't know why you chose here. This is pointless. If you said you said these, there will be obstacles upon this world. Well, the Black Order just eliminated those obstacles. And he goes like, hmm, yes, yes. Well, I'm sentimental. I still have high hopes for the Earth. Then they each have to choose an element, like to for some reason. And Game Master chooses Earth. He says, like I said, I'm sentimental. And the other guy, the weird cosmic Thanos kind of looking guy, chooses fire because you're a weakling. Fire burns. You know, he's a bad guy. Sure, yeah. So he goes for the straight up... Yeah, straight up kill power. Yeah. Um, So the Avengers decide to start dividing teams, right? right, One team's going to go after the Black Order. One team's going to go after the Lethal Legion. And this issue get a lot of perspective from Quicksilver, who is a very odd character. He's always interesting in Avengers. He's been a villain at times. He's been a hero at times. Yeah, he's gone back and forth a couple of times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are all these boxes? I ran technical literature. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good, Duncan. The, uh... So they start dividing up the teams. It's like, okay, all right, T1, we're going to need some more finesse, so I want these people, these people, or these people. And then, like, okay, Scarlet Witch, uh, Brother Voodoo, uh, they they say, okay, we're going to stay back here. We're going to use our magic, try and figure out what to do. It's like, and Pietro's like, all right, that's good. That's good, you know, because, you know, I'll grab my sister out of the fire. But all right, so the first team is going to be in Peru. So mountainous terrain, lots of mobility. Like, all right, so Falcon chooses uh, Human Torch, Red Hulk, uh, Synapse, a mentalist, and Wonder Man, who... Super mega powerful, but is a pacifist. But uh, they're bringing him along because he can still save people, protect people. That's what he's there for. He's not going to be punching anyone, but he will be protecting all the civilians wait, that are when, around there. When did that happen? That happened years ago. Wonder Man's been really? a pacifist for a very long time. I think all since right. the 80s, actually. No, no. When he the last time, the last time I I read anything about Wonder Man, it was in the 80s and. He wasn't a pacifist. He was kind of a douche. But he was kind of a douche. He became a pacifist yeah. after being a douche for a while. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, the only way to—I mean—he had to become more douchier. The only way to become a vegan pacifist, he's on his way there. I don't think he eats, does he? Because he's ready. He's made. Actually, of he doesn't radiation. need to eat anymore because he's made out yeah. of ionic radiation. But if yeah, he yeah, did, he only eats vegan, organic <laughs> vegan, ionic radiation. Yeah. Exactly right, right, right. But when they choose that team, you know, Pietro thinks says, "Oh, hmm, so I have to work with Rogue then." Uh, it's awkward, but I'll do it. And it's okay. Rogue calls her team. It's like, all right, we're going to need the heavy hitters for the Black Order. Hercules. Living Lightning. And he's like, Living Lightning. I like Living Lightning's line. He's like, uh, yeah, but with a Thunder God here, you kind of have Lightning covered. Uh, so, okay. So let's just strike twice. That's fine. And finally, 
And then Pietro thinks, all right, just say it. Say you need me. You need my super speed to deal with these guys. Cannonball. Then he speaks up. Wait, Cannonball? <laughs> A heavy hitter? Cannonball in, in the right situation oh, is a heavy hitter. Well, he, I, is. He, he has actually beaten Oh he's uh, the uh uh the the uh, Shi'ar Royal Guard head he what's is. his name? I know uh Gladiator Gladiator, Gladiator yeah. No yes, Cannonball's yeah. no joke. He's no, also he's, no joke. Yeah. he's also technically immortal. I think they kind of forgot that storyline, but he actually was given immortality by some cosmic guard in some story arc. Anyway. But after he says that, Cannibal says, well, I am nigh and vulnerable. And he said, don't say it. Everyone knows. I don't even want to hear that line again. <laughs> I knew you were. You were short pants. <laughs> and then he's you like, had so, those stupid goggles on your head. Shut your hole. He still has the goggles. He brought them back. Oh, you're kidding me. He I love the goggles, goggles, but he brought oh, them back. Uh, then he says, goes to Rogue's like, look, look, you're leaving me behind. What? What? To make the coffee? And then it's like, look, it's pretty simple, Pietro. I need people I could count on out there. And that, well, that ain't you. And so he's all pissed off as the teams leave. I'd be uh, pissed off too. I mean, uh, yeah, he uh, was part of Cap's kooky quartet. He was the part, yeah. he, he was a, a he was part of the Avengers A T you know, team A because you had like like Star Trek. You had the Enterprise, the Enterprise A B C D E. He was on the Avengers A. Okay, he was there after the original Avengers ship. You know. Moved on. He was on the second ship. Yeah, I mean, uh, for for DC Comics, he's. I mean, sorry, sorry for, uh, for 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 Marvel Comics, he's the he's the fastest dude there is. He I is mean, in Marvel Comics. He's the fastest guy. Yeah, and well, Flash Barry is Allen, still faster. Barry Allen in DC is faster, but they've actually established most of the Flashes are faster than Quicksilver yeah, because but, they actually tap into an extratillar force to do it, and he doesn't. Right. right. He but, can't compete with that. Yeah, but still, I mean, he moves fast enough to where a lot of problems just kind of solve themselves right exactly the uh so so he sulks you know you see like the mage people trying to get stuff done he goes to the fighting of the big the big fights and uh he's sulking you know scarlet wish starts telling him like look you will have a role to play it's like yeah true mine is here though it's like look look rogue made it clear she doesn't trust you I suggest following orders so you could try and win back some respect and don't do anything. And then, boom, he zooms off. It's like, ah, oh, uh, not like go. that. Don't do anything that's in your nature. Oh, yeah. There oh, is. yeah. So the Black Order, it goes to them, are trashing the Avengers, just beating the crap out of them. Um, it's not what, going well. And huh? Living lightning and yes, stuff. the heavy hitters. No, not really? – not, no, he, no, he's thinking – yeah. The Black League, the Black uh, Order, because remember these are Thanos' henchmen. These guys fight cosmic level threats. Mm. The Avengers didn't bring their, they brought the heavy hitters they had, and they didn't bring a Hulk. I would have brought a Hulk. Yeah, I would have um, really brought a Hulk too. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, what's the worst part is when uh, Metal Master, who can control all metals, you know they. Thor throws, like, oh, you're the best to take my mystic Uru hammer. It's like, I did notice that hammer. It's made of a most fascinating metal. And he starts bending it around. Not, like, literally, like, reshaping, but, like, throwing it around at people. Not at him, but at other people. So he's just redirecting it, which has been done in the comics before. So I, I buy that. And just starts, tra the whole team starts getting trashed after that. Which then goes to, uh, back to our friend Quicksilver. Who's like, look, I'm trying this crap, 
And he runs in. It's like, all right, look, Rogue Team is already routed. Only Cannonball and I are left. Now it's and then they take out Cannonball. He's like, all right, now it's just me. Even better. And then he starts running through and whooping the crap at supersonic or hypersonic speed. All the Black Legion so fast they can't see him. Wipes out Metal Master. Uh, wipes out a couple of the Blood Brothers. Just starts bam, 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 knocking them all out. Right. Zip, zip, zip. Meanwhile, back in the Avengers cave, Brother Brutus and Scarlet Witch think they figured out how to remove the uh, the binding from one of the people. Right? The blue binding that's keeping them frozen? Yeah, that's keeping them all, like... Yeah, they've decided yeah. to to go on Vision because he's really, really tough. So if something screws up, it won't hurt him as bad. If it does hurt him, he, you probably won't die. And if they mm-hmm. hurt him really bad and he's near death, they can just repair him. You know, so it's kind of like, yeah, and he's super tough, so he's great to have around in a crisis. And she just makes it kind of like, ah, oh, you know, what, my hex is unpredictable, I don't know, there's a lot we don't know about this, so I'm not sure it's going to happen. So they use their, their, their mojo on him, and you see Vision wake up, like the, the, uh, the stasis goes off of him, and the next panel... Is Quicksilver saying, "Ha, you know, I'll make them, I'll make things right. And I'll show them all that Pietro Maximus cannot be stopped." As he turns blue and freezes. Oh, they just moved it. Yeah, they just moved it. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, that's actually good. You know, like put put the B team on the bench. Well, you kind of think that's good. Back at the back at the base, like, oh yay, we freed you. Like, oh yay, where are we? What's going on? Back at the battlefield, the Blood Brothers have gotten up. Like, there you are. Looks like the zips are in out of zip. And they immediately begin pummeling the living tar out of him. How, wait, I thought he was in stasis. What, isn't that a protective stasis, or is it just a... They don't show that. Uh, they don't show him, like, bleeding and broken. They just... You can see his eyes, and, like, the fear in his eyes as he's in stasis. Which might have been there, like, before he went to stasis. And then yeah. the, the Blood Brothers just pummel him into the ground. So you don't see him, like, cracking into pieces or yeah. anything, but you yeah. don't know. He might be in stasis but completely broken and destroyed but he still looks like he's in one piece who knows but so, yeah but uh, you, you think that the first thing would have done is trying to move them you know the people that are in stasis and you can move them oh you can well i mean you can't change their positions or anything but you can pick that's them what up i mean take them right like now. you could pick them up move but you can't if you can't change their position that probably means they're invulnerable i mean uh, who knows maybe there's Hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Vision says he has no memory of what happened. He's like, what's going on? What happened? But then again, he's a robot or an android, synthoid. Whatever. Yeah, so hopefully he's invulnerable and he's fine as he gets pummeled into the dirt. Hmm. But it's one of those, oh, man. He was, it, was, it was actually a awesome, terrible, and terrible moment because he was the hero of the day. He was saving everyone, just whooping them. He's like, yes, yes, yes. And then, oh, Damn it, Wanda. He doesn't know that, of course. As a reader, you know that. And you're just like, oh, stupid ass hex powers. <laughs> but, but the good thing is, as long as no one tells him otherwise, in his head, he's going to think, oh, uh, whatever whatever magical force put the A-team in stasis. Yeah, decided, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we missed one. Yeah, that. so hopefully something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So like, oh, I should have been, I should have been in stasis the whole time because yeah. I'm 18, you know. Yep. Yeah. But uh, again, Pepe Larraz delivers some great art. His action scenes, I'm really fond Ooh. of. Ooh. Um, 
Every every issue this guy's done has been amazing. And what oh, amazes who? me, who? Pepe Larraz. I, I love it. What you say. I love it. What he said. He is so freaking. The the schedule this guy is keeping. He's the artist. He's the penciler and inker. He is the artist, and he's been doing this uh, three issues in a row since he took over. A weekly book. This mm-hmm. one artist, three writers, one artist. I don't know how he's doing it. The guy is. I don't know. I don't know if he's hopped he's up on speed or what. Four paychecks. <laughs> I hope so. I yeah. hope he is getting four paychecks. Because he is fantastic. They need to keep him on this book. I'm really happy with his art. Um, it has a, It's not photorealistic. It has a great look and a great feel to it. Um, I love his combat scenes. I love the way he paces things out. The writing has been so solid. Because they are dealing with a lot of characters. But they all have distinct voices. Oh, man. And so this book, in my opinion, still really, really delivers really well. And that moment at the end when he freezes, like, oh, no! It just really got me. I actually, I actually visited <laughs> out loud. I went, no! <laughs> you know, so I really, really got to give it to him this one. Four and a half stars. Loved the heck out of this issue. Marked down wow. a little for Quicksilver. Not as big as fan either. I really, I just yeah, really, yeah. Baby, it's like, well, yeah. No, one, no one's, no one's a huge Quicksilver fan. fan. Quick, yeah, no one's a huge Quicksilver yeah. fan. But yeah, so well, especially people who made Avengers too. <clears throat> so um, yeah, love this issue. Love this issue. Highly recommended. Um, I would recommend picking up. So far, every issue of the Avengers No Surrender have all been fantastic. Or definitely look for the trade. Pre-order it. Get it. Good stuff. You can pre-order the trade paperback for this. A lot of times, yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah, why aren't you... Stars go away. There we go. I just had to say it. Last up, Doomsday Clock numero three. We got Batman doing uh, some uh, novel gazing. Yes, he's reading. John Clyde says, gotta love this crazy plan as a comically backfire. Yeah, wasn't a great plan. Quicksilver not the best at plans, but he was winning. It actually looked like yeah, he was going to pull was, it off. Yeah, like he was pulling this whole thing off, and then suddenly... Until, as his, usual, his sister screws uh, him Of course his sister screws him over, because that's whatever happens. Batman's writing in his diary. Uh, you wish he was writing in his diary. All right, Doomsday Clock number three, written by Jeff Johns, artist Gary Frank. Colors by Brad Anderson, cover by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Okay. As with the previous two issues, the art is so incredibly solid. It is modern yet evokes the feel of the original series so well. I just can't believe they're doing it. Um, They have announced, as I said earlier, that they have moved this book from a monthly cycle to a bi-monthly, so every two months. Uh, They said that because the art is so... There's a lot of art on these books. And so it's pretty intense to get it done. Um, And they they got the one guy doing it. So it's a little rough. Hey, 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 we, we just we just talked about the uh, I know Oz, no one right? can be Come all right. On. Gary Frank is not Pepe Oz. Pepe Oz could do it. Add him to this book, too. Yeah. Suck it up, Gary Frank. Grow a spine. But uh, between the writing and the uh, and the art, I, they said they have to delay it. And I'd rather they delay the book, make it every other month and still have it be good. Sorry to stand up for a sec. He was dealing with an angry puppy. Um, I'd rather they do that than just push out some junk. Because we've seen what happens when they push out some crap. It's never good. It's crap. But this book is not crap. All right. We left our last issue with uh, Mime and his crazy wife, whose name escapes me at the moment, not Harlequin. 
but two painted of crazy people who are psychotic. Okay. Uh, decided they're not going to stay on the boat uh, or the ship. They're going to leave and explore this town that they were told is New Jersey, and they fear pretty quick it's not. We also left with the comedian shooting Lex Luthor and starting to get into a fist fight with uh, Vate or Ozymandias. And most dramatically, well, not really, uh, Rorschach eating Batman's pancakes, finding the Batcave, and Batman encountering Rorschach in the Batcave. Yes. It picks up with Rorschach and Batman in the Batcave. And it isn't one of those, I'm Batman. You better explain yourself, I'll kill you. Uh, sort of. You know, Batman has... Batman has issues. Well, he's got beef. He has beef. Some, some B ate my pancakes, man. Come on. Well, wait. Actually, it, the book starts out with showing a recap of the original Watchmen series when Comedian was pushed out of a window by Ozymandias. Which is which is the, you know, the, the, the defining moment of the beginning of the right. series. Yeah. But this shows that happened, and instead of hitting the pavement, he hits water. Oh, stop. We all know he hit his street. Jesus. Hey, hey. When he comes oh, up from the water, he pulls himself onto right. the shore, and right. standing there is everyone's favorite blue powerhouse, Dr. Manhattan. Nope. Nope. Yep. yep. Nope. You know what? You need to go over that part. I have issues with it, too, but for a good story, you know, it is, it's already been done. I can get over it. But Comedian basically taunts taunts man. It's like, you're wondering how I'm here. Hell, I wonder it, too. I don't even know why I'm here. I don't know why Big Blue brought me here, but that guy's got some crazy-ass plans. I don't care. I just figured out you were going to be here, and I'm going to kill you. And Hey, vengeance is his thing. I get it. He actually manages, through surprise, you know, a quick fight with Osmanis to actually knock him, like, super hard into one of the big, giant plate glass windows behind Lex Luthor, and it cracks, but it doesn't give. Oh, and he, and he goes, gave, it would have been poetic. Yeah, that's what he says. He's like, he actually says, ah, it didn't go. That would have been poetic, you know? Hey, I, sh- I should write <laughs> You <this>. should, see? <laughs> um, at which point, Ozymandias and Comedian get into a fist fight. Um, which Ozymandias should win because... Well, it goes pretty well cool. for him, especially once he turns off the lights. Because he's mm-hmm. better in the dark than Comedian is. Not by much, because he actually makes a comment of like, in the dark? I live in the dark. Not as much as you. But at that point, the community has to pull out his gun again and just start shooting him. So, because he could... Um, and you find out that that was all part of Ozymandias' plan. He doesn't want to fight community. He has no business being there. He was there for Luther, and Luther shot in the, shot in the frickin' head. Uh, shot in the uh, chest. His neck? Oh, that was the neck. Okay, chest. sorry. He shot in the chest. So that's... He's pointless to him right now. So he actually seemed like, like kind of like moving from the windows. Community's like, idiot. And starts firing at him. And Ozymandias being, you know... Super awesome dodges three bullets because he can do that. Yeah. Um, uh, however, one of them does cause a nasty ricochet from the tempered glass. Uh, kind of that kind of catches him in the head. Not bad. He's like, oh no! It's like, oh damn it! He gets cut. But he just needed the bullets to weaken the window enough so he could kick it out and jump. He then super like manages like grab obstacles on the way down to slow his descent enough so he doesn't die when he hits the pavement. 
Sure. That was his plan. Because everything's gone south where he's at. Gone pear-shaped, yeah, as we like to say. Pear-shaped, yeah. Yes, exactly. he, he's out. He's, you know, Ozymandias out. This is not good. This does not work out well. This is interference on a level I did not expect. Meanwhile, in the Batcave, Rorschach confronts Batman. And Batman is okay, gone stop. to us. Wait, hang on. I got a question. I got, right. I got a question for you. Uh, at this point in the comic. Yes. With, without any knowledge of the rest of it that you have. Yes. If Batman decided to kick Rorschach's butt, do you think he would win? Easily. Okay, thank you. Continue. <laughs> Easily. This is this is freaking Batman. Yes. I can name one equally powered hero who in a one-on-one fight could beat Batman. I can name one. And only one equally is powered the hero. the guy who copies people? No, Captain America. Oh, Captain America. Okay, yeah. Only because Batman even said, in a long fight, you might beat me. Which is pretty much Batman saying, okay, you could, you, you'd could, you win. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because Batman has told Superman, I will beat you in a fight. Yeah, he's, he's told that. Superman, don't, don't, don't yeah. stop. It's like, I don't need Kryptonite don't to beat you. It. He's told him that. Anyway. Um, so Batman just takes it very calm. It's like, you're a trespasser. Uh, you have no business being here. Business being here. And Rorschach, being Rorschach, says, you know, it goes into Bruce ba- Bruce Wayne, wear a mask too. Yeah, and your mask keeps changing. Who are you? Not enemy. I'm Rorschach. And he starts going, like, his crazy rambling Rorschach talk. And it's like, you know, I came here because you're the smart. I was sent by this crazy guy I don't like. Um, but should should have killed him, but I'm going to help you with that. I was like, okay, crazy person. Um, I'm in a bat suit, and I'm the smart, I'm the sane one here. Yeah. It's like, help him for what? And he starts telling him, look, not from here, someplace. Family died in installation. Just need help. And it's like Batman is just confused. Like, look, uh, huh? Need to explain. Word, word journal. Starts reaching around. Uh, that's a fork. Ah, here it is. He doesn't know it's Rorschach. Uh, and he hands him the original Rorschach's journal of everything that happened, all the stuff he found out. The, the one that got mailed to the paper. He hands it to him. So wait, this this new Rorschach, this new Rorschach is not that fat kid with the no, it is not with the ketchup stain. Okay, good, just making sure. No, it is not Ma- making sure that that craziness didn't happen. No, this Rorschach actually has a more. They actually get a piece of his backstory here. It kind of explains a lot. Um, while this is going on, the psycho twosome with the face paint, mm-hmm. um, they start taking a walk to find a bar, and they find one. And the people there are a bunch of – they're in like a bad part of town. And the toughs there looking like, yo, yo, no face paint here. That, that That's not even funny. Like, what the hell are you talking about? We just want a drink. And you really shouldn't screw with us. Like, no. Don't you know whose place this is? And they show them like a Joker tattoo. This is Joker territory. You don't screw with us like, I don't know who Joker is and I don't care. You better get out of my face. And this big guy grabs the girl like, ah, oh, maybe we'll have some fun with you, haha. And then the mime – Pulls out his mime gun, you know, and he's like, oh, God, what's he going to do? She's like, yeah, go ahead, baby, do it. And then he pulls his invisible mime trigger, and the guy's head explodes. Already. What's weird is, through the art, you don't know if he's just miming really well, but they start showing, like, reflections, like maybe he actually has some sort of invisible gun. Like, he physically does have a gun. 
Because you see, like, shine off of it. I don't know if that's an artistic effect or if he actually physically has one, but it's just really, really, really hard to see unless the light hits it just right. So he starts shooting people and pulling out his invisible knives and cutting people up. Meanwhile, the girl, you see her, like, start fighting with her hands like this all the time, like, slicing people up. And then you see, like, moments where you see, like, a piece of monofilament line between her hands. Monofilament being a molecule thick, and she can just cut through anything. So they just murder this whole bar for idiots. Just kill them all. No fighting, no run to joke. No, they make sure to kill every one of them because they are psycho. Sure. Meanwhile, back in the Batcave, the, uh, there's a lot of panels of Batman doing this and Rorschach looking at him. Uh, how, how far are you? Page four. Uh, that all? It's been a long night. Why don't you clean up? He's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, clean up, right? I have my hands touched feet. I need to wash them. He's like, yeah, look, um, yeah. Uh, so basically he goes off with Alfred. And Alfred's like, so would you like me to wash your clothes? Like, no, no, clothes are fine. Wash body good, not clothes. It's like, this, is, uh, this room's too big. This is the smallest guest room we have. Um, so if you want to take a shower, it's over there, you know, blah, blah. And it's like, is there anything I can do for you? Pancakes. Did, what? Did you... You make the pancakes. Those are really good pancakes. Okay. So I, I think they're actually doing a good job with the Rorschach character. Even though you know it's not the same Rorschach, so the character's a little different, but still doing that thing. Yeah, the, the the way you're portraying him seems a little dimmer than the original. Well, he's not the investigator the original one was. Okay. The original was a psycho who had real investigation skills. This one doesn't quite seem to have that level of skill. He did figure out the Batcave thing, though. Yeah, but pretty, he's this guy's quickly. also a, he's a lot more disturbed than the original Rorschach, and you find out why because when he uh, he takes a shower and then takes a nap and goes to sleep, and while sleeping he has a vision or he he you see him wake up from a dream, and the dream is him being stuck in traffic. He's like, oh god, I'm not gonna make it home, right? And then you know, you get the impression he's in New York. He's trying to get home. Traffic's really heavy. People are beeping. They're like, oh, God, I'm not going to make it home. There's a little minor accident. He's like, oh, dang it, man. And then there's a lot of... And then a giant weird alien woogies right in front of him. What? So when the original Watchmen, when the big alien got zapped in the middle of New York City... He was there. It was right in front of him. Oh, nice. He lived, but it drove him freaking nuts. That's right. why he is All the way right. he is. Okay, okay, he gets passed. All right, fine. And right. that's also why you see him. He's working with Veet to make because Veet's uh, Ozymandias because Ozymandias is concerned with Doctor Manhattan, the multi-world thing going on, and that that could fix everything that went wrong. But he also wants to kill Ozymandias because Ozymandias caused that to happen. So you get a more of an idea of what's going on with this character. Um. So when he wakes up, you know, Batman's in the room. He's like, oh, it's like, how long? How long? He's like, you were sleeping for 20. All right, finish the book. Oh, already? Yeah, you were asleep for 24 hours. Oh. I said, okay, I know what we could do. But especially to talk to, we're going to go, we're going to break in and go see him. It's like, all right. So they go, they jump on top of a, a car together, and they go into Arkham Asylum. Right? They of sneak course, in. that's where all the specialists are. Yes, they are. So they sneak in. And uh, it's actually kind of a neat moment. They, uh, 
All right, down, down here. Signal's getting stronger. Mm, where do you get compact equipment? Mm, compact. If you could spare some. I suppose I... Hey, he's in here. Because he told me he knows where Dr. Manhattan is. It's like, oh. Yeah, Signal's getting stronger. He's in here. It's like, why do you be here? It's like hiding among these crazy people so they would think they're one of them. Oh, it's a good plan. He opens the cell. Rorschach walks in. And he closes the door behind him. Because Rorschach's freaking nuts. And this book is full of crazy talk. And Rorschach's like, no, 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 no. It's like, I'm sorry, but you belong here. No, 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 no. He kill you for this. Cut out your eyes. Wait, wait. Uh, apologize. Open door. Please. Please let me out. <laughs> I remember as they're yelling, let me out of here as Batman walks away. Um, Which is a, a sane response to dealing with Rorschach, honestly. Like, I, yeah, I, he is crazy town. Yes, I do like the whole Planet of Secret Empire. It's not that bad, Dr. Mayo. <laughs> Batman's Ray's diary. But the... Uh, that is... I do like how they didn't go, you're right, Rorschach, we should team up for justice. It was, this is the ramblings of a crazy person. This is a crazy person. And he figured out the Batcave. Well, I know where those people go. Uh, <laughs> I got a whole... But, got... but the, this diary was written by the original one. Yes. So but he doesn't know he... that. Yeah, well, no, no, but from from the writing, oh, the early parish. I mean, it's he he could glean the actual investigative skill. Right, right, but yeah. even then, it's got keen investigative skill. Who's nuts? And is in the bad case. The original Warshak was not insane. And also, he was. Um, also, no, all not, the stuff not, written not in this, all the stuff. Well, all the stuff written in this journal didn't happen. What? As far as Batman's concerned, it never happened. No. This is all science fiction crazy talk. And this no, guy's talking like it's no, real. No, false. I'm a flag in the play. Flag in the play. What? what? Batman should say, oh, no, you're right. This did no, happen in no, another no, dimension. No, no, no. Be- be- because, because Batman saw the reverse flash come back and disintegrate. He, he, he saw a button from a different universe. He's had all the clues that, that right. another universe is right. coming here. So right. this actually happened, just not here. Right. I'm not saying that he yeah. couldn't have put that together and say maybe I should work this guy. Maybe he is thinking I need to work. I need to uh, work off the clues in this journal because this is dangerous. Maybe he is going to do that. He's involved in the story now, but that doesn't mean he's not going to say. But this guy is crazy and needs to be kept off the streets. Hmm. You know, he has a whole rogues gallery full of people like that. Yeah, I I, I just wish that it would have uh, it would have made his thought process a little more clear. Like, yeah. You never like, get, you never get Batman's thought process. You get workshops. Yeah. You never get Batman's. And exactly. so maybe you never know. Maybe he's in there for his own protection temporarily. Who knows? Who knows? Cause he never treats Rorschach badly, you know? And it's never like you need help. He never, usually Batman starts with you need help. He never did that. He just said, Dr. Manhattan's in here. Um, so yeah, there's been groundwork on that. Maybe something else is going to come of it, but I did like that resolution because it made sense. Because mm. you're not going to say, yeah, let's team up, crazy guy who said you need to kill people and cut out their eyes. Yeah, if, yeah if, if he didn't believe a word of it, it made perfect sense. Well, even if but he does he, believe part of it, he's not someone you want running around or at your back. He has to believe that, that, uh, that this book and, and this guy is... Uh, more than likely from another universe. Right. Even if so, it's still a smart thing to put to put Rorschach in an insane asylum. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It it, it is. It is. I just would have liked to have a, a yeah a little better clue of what he's thinking. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, because they like to do this type of thing in the Watchmen book and Doom's Clock as well, they have a running side story where it's like these old folks in old folk in a nursing home. And two of them are arguing, two people are arguing about what to watch, a news broadcast or an old black and white film noir movie. And so you keep getting these scenes, uh, like there's some news clips about, ah, oh, danger, etc., but of this film noir movie about people playing a great game and they were both found murdered and this investigator's having to investigate it. And also about, you get clips about what the actor who played the film noir investigator, how his life ended in tragedy as well. And they're trying to do this to draw parallels to what's going on in the story. Um, those parallels aren't paying off yet, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the original, in the original uh, Watchmen, they had the comic book, right, with the pirate stuff and right, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that didn't make sense for a couple issues sometimes. Yes. That's and in this has to do with this film noir film, in the book. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not see. I I think it's interesting. In a way, I think it's a little too much. Okay, they did this thing before, so we're gonna do it now. It, so it doesn't feel quite as original, but it still I think works. It's I just didn't like how it would pull me out of uh, what was going on. It's like ah okay I get this I get it whatever I kind of the first time I read it through I kind of mostly skipped those I'm like I don't want to read this I want to see, get back to what's going on with Rorschach or Ozymandias. Second time reading through I went through and read them and I didn't find any direct correlations going on but it comes up later I'm sure. And all the back of the book stuff deals with the uh, the actor who played that Phil Noir detective and how yeah, he was found murdered. So it's like, what are they trying to show there? You know? Mm-hmm. I know it must mean something. Jeff Johns is a pretty canny writer. I'm sure he's doing something. Uh, so I liked this issue. Didn't like it as much as previous issues. I did really like it a lot, though. Um, very, so- I thought it was really solid. The I love the art again. Uh, it's... Just was missing to make it that little bit better. It's not a four and a half star book, not like the other one. Uh, but I will give it four stars. Hmm. I thought it was really good. That that last moment when they blocked Warshark up, it's like, oh man, I could, I believe it. It's like Batman, you bat jerk. Oh man, some bat dickery going on there. <laughs> yeah, he's right in there. There's a muffin in there too. Oh man. But uh, that is Garthon's comic book. Oh. One thing I said I was going to mention, I just slipped slipped again. Uh, there was something I talked to me is like something. Oh, the Wolverine thing. Marvel has been doing this thing in their books recently, which they must have been high fiving each other over, as the greatest marketing genius thing in the world. What do people love at the end of Marvel movies? The little bit at the end yeah the post-credit scene yeah. teasing the next film oh yeah that's a great thing <gasps> they had the boom mind-blown explosion what if we have post-credit scenes in the comic books what yeah they're bringing back the original wolverine not old man logan original wolverine who was dead for a while but they're bringing it back and they're teasing it in post-credit scenes in the comics. Okay. Yeah. We used to call those ads. Mm. So, 
at the, after, after the comic, there's like a three-page story about like Wolverine doing something. Usually it's him walking around saying, no, it's not time yet. All right, if you're at the end of a film and like you see if I had wa- if I watched Avengers Infinity War and at the end they showed Hugh Jackman looking up saying no not time yet I'd lose my stuff right mm. you do the end of back of a comic book and I roll my eyes it's a comic book get over it it comes out once a month it's, you're not everyone knows he's coming back it's you're not building excitement it's stupid you're piecing out a story it Ah, so someone thought this would be great. Are they trying to sell more books with that? Well, I wasn't going to buy that comic book, but there's a Wolverine teaser at the end. Terrible. Terrible. Shame on you, Marvel. I said nice things about your book, but that post-credit... All right. If you want more Garthon, you can check it out on YouTube, uh, past streams and all that good stuff, and also my team with Heathen Dog, and on Sunday night... 9.30 9.30 Eastern. Yep. Team up for Warframe with Heathen Dog as we explore that crazy world and shoot people we don't like in the face. Pew, pew. That's Actually, right. uh, I don't shoot You don't shoot them. You hit them with a the big axe. Yes. And occasionally we team up with... Last week we teamed up with someone who was like an incarnation of death compared to us. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. Like, what level... Uh, we, we are, we're level, what, three? Yeah, level three. And uh, this, this 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 chick was level twenty six. Yeah, she was like compared to us an avatar of death, leaping oh from place God. to place. Oh Jesus! It, it was it, it was like Lucifer was there, and he was like, <laughs> you know what? Just hang back, check this out. Uh, watching, and, oh my God! Watching the work of an angry god in front of us. Exactly. Oh, he's sad. Like at the end, the post credits, like never kills. Yeah, they would get like I forget, forget her name. What was it? But they would have like. 280 kills, I'd have one. Like, oh. Yeah, you would have one. I had 33, like, and I thought myself was lucky. You know, yeah. like, oh, I got 33. <laughs> she didn't kill, she smote, says Duncan. <laughs> That's how it went. That's pretty much it, yeah. She she had a she had a whip or something. It At had, one had point. A reach, it had a reach of three or maybe four miles, and uh, I had to go basically to the end of the map <laughs> to find creatures that were unmolested by her death reigning. To well, I'd be headshot. He's like, die, 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 die. Then all of a sudden, like, wah, wah. Uh, well, I was shooting that guy. I could have had yeah, killed. Yeah, uh, she resurrected you, like, what, three, four Yeah, times? I kept getting murdered because you guys would, yeah. like, run away from me as I'm shooting some guy. Like, oh, they're all coming back over here. I'll miss you guys. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so watch more of that. Fun stuff. Thank you, everyone. RNG. All right, the RNG topic for this week is a little weird, but... <laughs> I was thinking upon how Heathen Dog was talking about RPGs every week, and I was thinking, what's the most obscure role-playing game you've actually ever played at least one session of? As if at a con or what? And, and I'm talking about published RPGs, not, you know, my friend made up an RPG based on the Super Nintendo game, uh, Zelda Link to the Past. So, no, that doesn't count. Published. No, it doesn't count. It has to actually be published by a publishing company, whether yes. it's a... a you know, a AAA rated publishing company or not, doesn't matter. Just right. a not self-published, company. actually no. real publisher out there printed hundreds of copies, not like right. dozens. So Heathen Dog, your choice. Okay, my choice is uh, I played in uh, either 2000 or 2001. I believe it was 2000. Uh, I actually uh, stepped in in. Uh, 
uh, I'm blanking on the name of the convention. Gen Con? Gen Con. Thank you. God. Okay, this is... That's such a small con. How could you remember? Good stuff, yeah. No, uh, I I stepped into Gen Gen Con with a generic ticket, and I decided to jump into 7th Seat because it was there, and I had an open slot. And uh, I had never heard it before. It came out in 99, like toward the end of 99. So it was it was less than, than a year old at the time. And I jumped into it. And uh, the, the whole thing is a world that is based off of uh, Europe around the 17th century. But uh, all of the people and and the, the things are accentuated to an nth degree, you know, like uh, like French people are super French and Spanish people are super Spanish and British people are super British, you know, you know, stuff like that. Like uh, the, the character I played was a swashbuckling French count with a uh, with a uh, eunuch manservant. So you were a Montaigne noble. Yes, I was a Montaigne noble. And uh, the role playing was was paramount. I was told this because oh, yeah. uh, the, the the better you role play, the, the the more the more dice you get to roll whatever you want to do, you know. And so I I role played the snobby French noble, you know, to to the T, and I put down my manservant every second I got, just ground him in the dirt and all he did was say yes sir yes sir yes sir and the other people in the group were getting pissed off <laughs> that you're making fun of your non-existent answer i was making fun of this non-existent manservant so much until until uh one of the bad guy npcs struck my manservant and then i mowed them down like they were a freaking lawn <laughs> How dare you? He's under my protection. You know, I got like, no, no, only I can beat the shit out of this guy. You can't do it. You know, like, and, and the game master laughed his ass off. I had a great time and I never played the game again. Never saw it again. As a matter of fact, uh, this was the original version. It was D10 based. Uh, in 2001 or 2002, it was uh, it was changed over to the to a D20 system and that failed almost immediately and then a year or two later the game died and just went away not exactly just true gone. well it it died in circulation it you 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 can't buy new copies anymore no you can't um no. there is an effort to get the game remade there's a lot of talk about that 7c is one of my favorite systems and one of my favorite gaming worlds i played a lot of 7c um around 2000 2001 well no it's I was playing 2003, 2004, played a lot of it. Um, I played a bit of the original system, um, and then we actually moved our characters to the D20 system. And everything you said is true. It's a the, that beautiful, uh, like the British are like super British, but they also deal a lot with like the the British fae mythology and all that stuff. The Arthurian yep. legend is very strong there. Yep. The uh, Everything's accentuated. Right, the the Spanish have that fiery temperament, and they they have a uh, a magic style. They're, every nation has their own magic, mm-hmm. and like the uh, the Spanish magic is en fuego, deals with light things on fire. Uh, the British magic is teleportation, not British. The French, the Montaigne magic is all teleportation, but it leaves you with bloody hip blackened hands, and when you go through the portals, you can't open your eyes or you'll die. You kind of tear a bloody hole in space, close your eyes, and walk through to where you want to go. Um, so the, the, the basic, uh, definition of leap of faith, right? 
Um, the British magic is all very fey. The uh, the German equivalent. I'm trying to remember, but they actually lost their magic, but they have this special kind of steel only they have, which is super strong. But anyway, very strong on role playing. Really interesting background. Uh, I just can't see if I see the system. It's really different than anything else out there. So I love 7C. Love the world. Love the role playing. And my character, who became infamous, was a Montaigne noble. Um, my character was a master of the Valru. We don't. We don't. We can't hold in reality. We don't care. We are French. That's pretty much how exactly. the Montaigne are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And only and only the nobles have magic. The common people can't do it. That that's how you know someone's a nobility if they have a connection to this magic. But the uh, he was a ma- my character's a Montaigne or French noble, a master of the Valrue fighting school, which is a dueling school. Every yep. also every na- nation has their own like yep. fighting schools. Yes. And they're really in depth. And the Valrue school focused mostly on taunting and insulting your opponents until they made a mistake, and then you stab them. Like hard. Like yeah. hard. And then, yeah. so the way my character, so <laughs> my character was Rislu Dupay. So now you know where the name Dupay comes from in my STO character. Um, Dupay for Monte Noble is like saying Smith. It's like we didn't want to say your real last name. I am Mr. Smith. You know, yeah, you say, I am Mr. Dupay. Um, so basically he would like insult people with my horrible French accent, and which I just love doing. And then I basically like, build up all these roles. And then, okay, I attack. Blah, dead. I could just one-shot stab people, and they would explode, essentially. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. I would defend, then, defend, then, defend, bam, you die. That's how the system worked. I mean, the, the more you role-played it, the you, you just gather more yeah. dice for your final attack, you know, yeah. for, for your for, for your coup de gras. You know, you, yeah. you gather it up, and then, boom, you're rolling 100 dice. You're like, oh, my God, it's 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 it's, it's like Axis of Allies yeah. in here. We had a, they're all successes. One guy in our party uh, played, it was based off the Irish, who was our doctor, but he actually had like a fisticuffs martial arts style, which got better when he got drunk. Of course, of course. Sure. But basically, based on being tough, the uh, uh, the Norwegian type character had lightning based magic. Uh, he was really cool. The uh, anyway, anyway, it's just it was a fantastic system. We, I have a lot of great memories of it. Um, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, that. That you, I have never seen this again. Oh, I love this book. I have yeah, the D20 I, version. Okay, well, the, uh, apparently from all I've read, the, the D20 version is a pale comparison. It's not quite the same, but it makes the, some things... Some things are better... There are trade-offs. There are trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say the D20 system is the best system in the world of 7C, but it actually works really well. All right. Especially if you're used to like a D&D mindset, the D20 mindset, it were, it's a nice, easy transition. Because um, it converted to 3.5 rules, so things became, you know, feats and stuff like that. So it actually became a lot easier to restructure things. But you get a ton of extra feats because you have all these special abilities you got to get. But it, it worked really well as a D20 system. Uh, there are, last I read, looking at republishing it under the original 7C rule set, but a new edition. Sure. So, 
But yeah, yeah, I great choice. Love this, okay. love this game. Okay, okay. But okay. it is kind uh, of obscure. Not everyone knows this system by long yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not everyone knows it by long shot. You pretty much I do. I play so a lot you, of games. You, you just took over. Sorry, my my segment and your segment is so obscure that literally, I, I swear to God, if you have played this, put it in chat, put it in the in the comments below. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you have played this. I will somehow find a way to give you $5. I have I played a very short campaign of this and Go. it had to be 1989. Go. Bunnies and Burrows: The Fantasy World of Intelligent Rabbits by Dennis Sister and Scott Robinson. Originally published in 1976. Um the image on in the middle or on the left the left image is the original 1976 edition. Uh I played the image on the right which was the reissue from 1979. Uh, Duncan Knight's contribution started playing uh, in public military for Xbox Team Rainbow Six Vegas. Captain Safety. I like that. <laughs> Just to catch your bright orange. That's good. Um, so, Bunnies and Bros is inspired by Watership Down. You take the role of an intelligent rabbit. You avoid predators, compete for food, and deal with war and politics. Um, this game is weird. Uh, the original edition uh, is a. Gotta remember, this is 1976. This is two years after the original Dungeons & Dragons was published. Not the yeah. D&D Advanced Rules. No, the original, no, no. The original crappy original pamphlet right. version. Yes. Yes. And two years later, you already have someone creating a whole new system where you're bunnies. So it was a really radical departure yeah. when they made this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy town. And also, the original art in the original book sucked balls. It looked really amateur hour. I mean, like... Like, someone got their friend, their friend's girlfriend who wanted to draw bunnies to do the art. But but does this qualify as an actual oh, game? It had uh, multiple editions and a GURPS edition that was published. This is a, actually a very famous game. Uh, right. Among D&D nerds, people know of it. Very few people have ever played it. It's really kind of obscure because it's been out of print for a long time. Even the GURPS edition has been out of print since, mm. the, 80, uh, since the 90s. Um. But this is a really weird book. It has eight unique classes, like the Sage, the Bright Eyes, um, basically mimicking the roles the bunnies had in the Watership Down books. Their combat is not a heavy focus of the game, but it's actually the first role-playing system to actually have a unique martial arts styles. Oh, my God. Yes. There are different martial arts styles for the bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine bunnies and martial arts style in the same sentence. Well, in the same if, game. if you ever like have watched nature footage of rabbits fighting, you know, they start getting up and like fighting and like kicking and leaping and stuff. Like the male rabbits, they actually do some martial arts style moves. That's why they're actually rabbit martial arts in kung fu. Sure. So uh, there are actually tables for like what you could hide in your fur. Uh, the system works. Uh, it's a percentile-based system. It works off percentile bases. But it works on a level in that... Like a, like a Palladium-type thing? Sort of, yeah. But mm. in Palladium, your stats are still D20-based, essentially. Here, it's all percentile. Mm. The, But it works off a system kind of like... Where am I? Where's really gone? Okay, this is glorious. Yeah, it's a weird system. But like, if you're playing like Dungeons Dragons, like you're encountering an orc. Uh, okay, an orc. What's an orc? Right, you're countering an Oteag. What's an Oteag? It lives in a sewer, I think. 
there's something visceral about you're a bunny. Yeah. You turn the corner and a fox leaps out of the brush in front of you. Oh, hell. Oh, crap. You know Um, you're screwed. A bunny's not beating a fox. Yeah. Your choice, I, the focus of this, you're probably going to run, but the focus of the game is essentially role-playing. And you are rewarded for being clever and figuring things out. Because you're a rabbit. You have to be clever to survive. I get it. Yep. So, neat system. Um, Didn't super catch on just because it's not heavy combat focus. And especially in early 80s, late 70s. No one wants to be a bunny, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Late series, no one wants to be a bunny. Like, do you want to be a barbarian? Who's shirtless with giant muscles and a giant sword cleaving the hordes in front of you? Oh, yeah. Or we could Conan. be bunnies. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, yes. wait. Or we, I could be a bunny? Am I like a cool magic? No, no. You're a regular bunny. No, 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 no. You're a bunny politician. Like a... Uh, no, yeah. Pass. 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 Uh, let's go back to the shirtless orc. Shirtless barbarians. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's what you're going to go with. Raekwondo. Bunjutsu. Bunfu. Yeah, you have, as I say, it has martial arts systems. You're not a super martial artist. It's ways bunnies fight each other. That's what it is. Um, the only monsters in the game are basically people, are the monsters. And, people or, or predator animals. Yeah. yeah. Well, either predators aren't really monsters. They're, you know, animals, but They're humans predators. will jack you up. You stay away from humans. Oh, wow. Okay. You stay away because humans are freaking except, evil. Except for small female human children. Oh, they, they want to catch are. you, though. Yeah, they want to catch you, but, you know. Imprison you, and you will die, because you are a wild oh. bunny. Oh, oh, okay, I get it. I You're get not it. a cute okay. domestic bunny. You can't be in a cage. You will die. Oh, yeah, you've you got to be free, baby. That's, that's right. That's how it works. I'm okay. free, baby, I can't yeah. be a... So, that, uh, that's my choice. Like I said, I played one small, like, five-session campaign. It is a weird system. You, The group has to be okay with being bunnies. They have to be you know you're not going to amass treasure and save kingdoms. You are going to live through the winter. That's your big thing. <laughs> I can see why it didn't catch on. Yeah, it, it's like I said it's a weird game, but it's you. I every year actually, if you look at your Gen Con calendar, there's at least one Bunnies and Bros game every year, and it's always sold out because it, it like it like it has that niche nerd prestige to it where it's like I've heard of this system kind of like I Tunnels and Trolls even though Tunnels yeah. and Trolls is bigger a lot of people have heard every, almost every place D&D has heard of Tunnels and Trolls but it still always has that but what is Tunnels and Trolls you know kind of mystique to it right right right, right. and then you play it like oh it's a bad version of D&D <laughs> I, I, okay, that's I not alright yeah. right, so Boys and Burrows I'm not going to uh, give it a star rating no, I'm not. But no. uh, that, that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point. It was just to say we played this game and we enjoyed it. It was a weird game. If you if you ever get a chance, I'd recommend it. If your choice was between Bunnies and Burrows and Seventh C, though, I'd go Seventh C. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't played. Obviously, I haven't played Bunnies and Burrows. But from what you've said, I uh, comparing my my one four hour play session at Gen Con with uh with Seventh with Seventh C, I had more fun than. Uh, listening to you talk about Bunny Sabrosa. <laughs> Bunny Sabrosa is great. It's weird. It's like I said, any actually any role playing system is awesome with the right people. You mm. know how that is. Yeah. But it's a weird system. I can't imagine how, like playing a year long campaign. No. 
just I I would bunny burn out pretty quick. You're captured by a small child and taken to his homemade treasure chest. You feel something bad is about to happen. <laughs> oh, that'd be so wrong. It actually, right. sounds like a paranoia line. And it does actually sound like a paranoia adventure. <laughs> There's a large, there's a series of wood and pulleys. Huh. There's a basket he wants you to sit in. Well, all right. All right. Yeah, I don't see what go wrong here. This will get us over. Is this like a big ladder? Get us over the fence? Yeah, ladder. Well, thank you, Frank. Ah, <laughs> uh, eco-friendly. Eco-friendly vector launch vehicle. All right, so that was the RNG. Hope you enjoyed it. I know we did. We did, yes. All right, thank you, everyone. As always, remember, uh, we also have Max Leo and Elgarian. Max is streaming Friday at 12 news uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, he's doing Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Maybe. Fighters. Fighters, I guess. It's up in the air. I don't know how you say that. But you know what? Uh, Tempest Citadel has uh, was really popular today. Ah, cool. Yeah, it was really good, and and everyone who saw it really liked it, including myself. You should check that out. So yeah, so you should jump on that train quick, folks. And the the, the developer, the sole developer, was 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 on the stream and was able to answer a lot of questions for everybody and uh, uh, to tell us a little bit about what's coming in the future. And updates happen quite often. As a matter of fact. Uh, since uh since Max Liao got his uh his uh, closed beta key, uh what was it like three or four weeks ago, there's been three or four software updates, you know, you know gameplay UI updates to the whole thing. So you know it, it's one guy, but he's working hard. Very you know, impressive. And, very impressive. Yeah, and, and d- during the stream he gave out six closed beta keys. Oh man, you guys need to watch those streams. Yeah, so I, I I don't they're they're probably all taken right now. Oh, but sure they there, are, but there, there's going to be more streams and and he, he may be on again. So yeah. Also check out Elgarian streaming Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, some of the best bang for the buck, as he dog likes to say, you get such great information about the system. Uh, Elgarian knows Avatar in and out and is deep in the community. We're very happy to have him as part of our team. So thank you, Max and Elgarian. Here's our streaming schedule. Live it. Love it. It's so beautiful. I don't know what to say. It's making me cry just looking at it. It really... The cockles. Just, I don't know what to say. Right here. Right Write here. down the slide. Take it for home use. Put it in your wallet. Put it on your Google Glass. So you can see it all day. Oh, wait. Now, no one uh, does that. No I, one I, has one. I, I do want to say that uh, Monday at 8 p.m. I, I do stream currently. It says variety because, you know... I will go from game to game, but uh, currently I'm playing uh, uh, This War of Mine, and uh, I I sometimes just want to play it again, but you, you can't play more than one game at a time. You have to quit your current game to start a new one, and I'm streaming it, so I don't want to quit the game and start a new one without people <laughs> seeing it. So I will, I, j- just, just like Algarian, I will sometimes unschedule stream. Because I want to play it, I want to. I want to do it. I, I I want to continue. I want to see what happens. So I I will I will unschedule stream. You know dur- during the day or whatever. You know the 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 this war of mine to continue on. You know so uh, Elgarian and I do have unscheduled streams quite a bit throughout the week. So look Very for nice. that. I do want to add something that no one cares about. I actually oh. just beat the other day. Ooh. 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Is it on the Switch? Yes. And also the Wii U. Okay. And I think the Wii U is probably a better version. Because uh, it was originally made for the Wii U. But I would, I'm just going to say it is a highly satisfying experience overall. Excellent. I, maybe it's a little overhyped because maybe people never played an Elder Scrolls game before. But mm. the whole really? cycle, the whole storytelling, the whole narrative of the game, the way it begins, climax ends, in an open world is incredibly satisfying in a way that I didn't expect. So, Good. Very, very – got a big thumbs up for that game. Which is why it's one of my recommended purchases. You should buy that. Excellent. All right. As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment. You can do so through twitch.tv slash Myth. Our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash C slash Myth. That's right. I said all that. Uh, our Reddit page, go to reddit.com slash r slash Myth. You can also check out our Facebook group, facebook.com. Type in Legion of Myth. It ain't that hard to find. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. We always respond to our tweets pretty active there uh join our discord group find us in facebook messenger or join our steam group at steamcommunity.com slash group slash legion of myth or if you got the app just run that and look for legion of myth the audio version of this is available through soundcloud itunes google play music and find podcast aggregators everywhere as always we appreciate the support of all of our patreons you can get you could too can become a supporter and get more stuff from patreon.com slash Legion of Myth, a Twitch streaming subscription size, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, or a Streamlabs donation, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. Directly through PayPal at paypal.me slash Legion of Myth, or getting our gear and looking cool and pressing everyone around you at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Remember, Valentine's Day is coming. What better way to say I love you than with a Legion of Myth t-shirt? Or exactly. coffee mug. Or mouse pads. Spatula. Yeah, but I don't think we have spatulas. But we'll work they on that. Do, they do come in pink. They so do. Thanks to our top contributors. Through Twitch, Baldahar, Patreon, Hicks206, Sherris, Elgaria, and through Streamlabs, Baldahar, Erwin Rommel, The Cool's Harem, The Magical Cat Girl Fanboy, Spectral Fire, The Level 99 Cat Girl Armor Lover, Heathen Dog, and through PayPal, Alan51. Thank you so much for your contributions that keep this rolling. Contributions? I was, I'm sprinting here. I'm, make, I'm making new words. That's how powerful this podcast is. That's we exactly create new words. Boom, boom. Changing reality as you see it. That's awesome. right. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and comment for more genius such as that. Thank you, Heathen Dog. It was a pleasure. Thank you, over the audience. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darnell and Aqua.